Welcome to the 6AM Run Podcast. My name is Mark Paisant. I'm an avid runner, a certified personal trainer, a 6AM Run ambassador, and host of the show. Be sure to head over to the website, 6AMRun.com, to sign up today to get 20% off of your first order. Now, let's start the show. Hello, 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 6 a.m. run podcast. I am back. I haven't been on on a couple episodes by the time you guys are probably hearing this. Uh, welcome to the 6 a.m. run podcast brought to you guys by 6amrun.com. I am, some of you know me, some of you who don't. My name is Hami Mahani. Um, a few years ago, I did start that 6amrun.com thing. I don't promote that on the show as much, but definitely go check it out. Um, and I'm excited to be back. I haven't hosted in a couple weeks, and I'm excited to speak with today's guest. Don't want to waste any time. Carrie Kelly, I always say you are your own best hype man, hype woman, hype person. If you guys don't mind, please uh, introduce yourselves and why and how we met, and also promote why, and there's a show I'm on. If you guys want to promote that and drop a plug, please go for it. Introduce yourselves. How you guys doing? We're Hey. Oh, you go first, Carrie. I feel like you're the... Yeah, I'm like uh, I'm the I'm the one that does all the intros. Uh, my name is Carrie Wee. This is Kelly McVeigh. We are uh, the two ladies of greener grass, part of the Digitent family of podcasts, and that's how we met uh, Hami. We actually just had Hami on our podcast about the the real real on um, on running when you're a parent and you got a job and you got a lot of responsibilities and how you fit it all in. So uh, Hami. And to invited us to come on the podcast to talk about um, us. And then also, Kelly just finished the Columbus Marathon, and we're going to talk about that. And, um, you know, introduce you guys to Greener Grass. Basically, it's me and Kelly just talking. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, let's say, though, I mean, Carrie and I danced together and, and middle school, really, and then went different ways in lives and stumbled upon each other as 40, 40 year olds, late 30, early 40 year olds, and kind of looked at each other's lives. And um, Carrie had toured the world world as a professional dancer aerialist. And I had hunkered down with a corporate gig and four kids and kind of looking at each, each other's lives that, you know, looking at each other's lives as greener grass and then realizing that everyone's life has a story and there's lessons to be learned along the way. So that's kind of how we started our podcast, but we're so lucky to um, be a part of the network now and get to know people like you um, and just cross cross over in, in, in our worlds. Well, I think that's, that's, that's what podcasts kind of have become, right? I mean, this is one of my things I say in my book is, you know, if you think about it, you are your own best friend of sorts. I mean, you always are talking to yourself constantly. They, oh, you have that. Look Thank you. This. Look awesome. at this. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that, means, that means a lot. That means Kelly. That, and we're going to get into a lot of your stuff, Kelly, in a second. I mean, definitely go right into it. But but what I think about podcasts and I think then with the pandemic, I think you kind of became a lot of people. And even if you were with your family, if you're married, I know I'm married to kids, but like, you want to listen to people who are like-minded or, or are going, not even like-minded, are going through things you're going through. I'm sure a lot of Joe Rogan's listeners, a lot of you know business podcast listeners, they're going through what those entrepreneurs, what those, you know, Joe Rogan, he's, you know, kind of our age, if you think about it, you know, late 40s or, or, or not, not, not your guys is my age, late, late, mid to late 40s. Um, you know, it's it's kind of you got to you you got a, um, co- a commonality with that person. But but Kelly, I really I w- was very excited because you are really going through a, a, a lot of stuff right now and juggling a lot of stuff. And I was inspired because I you kind of think real quick. This is the last thing I'll say. I'm giving a long winded kind of intro to you and how we're going to get into your stuff. But I think you constantly think you're the only one going through your problems all the time. Our podcast, even though I was your guest, it was refreshing to see, oh shit, there's someone else that's going through this stuff, right? 
So, and you were juggling all, I, I'll let you say it. I don't want to say it. Go ahead and, and, and share no. what you've been going through the past couple of weeks. What I loved, and it's true, like all of the guests, it's funny because you go into some of these podcasts thinking that you're going to get something out of it and then it can be something completely different. And we were really excited to have you on, but my dad has, um, my dad is a runner and runs a million marathons. And I signed up for the marathon that was, um, the weekend before last, I think, right? Or last weekend. I don't even know at this point when it was in October. And, you know, I had kind of gotten into this headspace where I'm like, oh my gosh, like it is so much time to train for something like this. And I have four kids. I do a podcast. I have a corporate job. I teach ballet. My life is always a million different directions and I only have so much energy. And my problem for running wasn't the running. It was that like, I would get in my own head, like, oh my gosh, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Like, I don't have time. Why am I trying to run 10 miles today? And the conversation with you, I really honestly have to say, I'm, I'm going to give you big perks, but I kind of was in this headspace where like, I don't even know if I should go. Like, I don't know if I should just try to do half. And you're, you kind of were saying like, it is the consistency of showing up every day. And I was consistently, consistently doing five, six miles a day. I just wasn't doing any long runs. And you were like, it's mind over matter. It is mind over matter. And, you know, there are marathon runners who obviously do, do it the right way and prep and do all of the, all of the things, but it's about finishing, finishing it. And I kind of left that podcast when we recorded with you. And I was like, okay, I'm doing this shit. Like I'm doing this. I'm going to do it. And I think that that's like how I started off my day and jumping into the marathon was because of our conversation. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's it, that that's it's runners high is so cliche, but it's so true. I mean, and even my daughter last Saturday was training and this was, I got to admit, I'd never seen Layla train her trainers um, brought out weights in the middle of the basketball court. And I, 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 I looked at a fellow parent and I looked at his daughter and I said, let's bet who's, which, which daughter is going to cry first. Right. But and I didn't. I, I never like to get up, and I know I don't like to overshadow a coach or a trainer. That's I, I've learned to kind of sit back and shut up, right? Um, and that's why you pay those people, right? Um, but I, I told Layla when we got in the car, I said, "Listen, I'm proud of you." I said, "I don't. It's it, you finished that workout." I said, "You could have stopped," and I would have said, "Okay, it, she's never done a workout like that." But I said, "But you finished it." I said, "How do you feel that you finished?" I said, "Because think about." you can quit. We can leave right now. I said, or you finish it. Now you finished it. How do you feel? And obviously let's go. It was a Saturday, Chick-fil-A on me. Let's go. Right. Like, you know, you get to cheat a little bit, but she said, she's like, oh my God, she's like finishing it. She's like, as soon as you, f I finished, she was like, I loved that I was done, but I also loved that I finished it. So that's just the kind of mentality I've just always had on something like, you know what I mean? And I listened to some, um, Instagram reel the other day. Um, no, it wasn't an Instagram reel. It was Mark Wahlberg's show um, that he has on HBO, uh, Wall, St Wall, Wall Street. Um, and he was talking about just how every problem in any of his businesses or any problem he's ever had from that problem came like a better way of doing things and solution, right? So we all have problems. Now it's about then fixing it and then improving kind of your life. So that's awesome. So let's talk though about the marathon itself take us through it if you don't mind. So you did do your every day. You were, I think if you're running every day, that's right there. I think you are ahead of the game. So you have, you, you, you are a dancer. You are, if, if people, hopefully some people watch the video, if they don't, Kelly, uh, Kelly, Carrie, both of you look in amazing shape. Kelly, you know, I, I, I know you run, um, take us, take us through it, please. Well, so I, I also am a pretty healthy eater. <laughs> We're going to give all the information, all the information. And I, I ate carbs on the night before and I'm not a huge carb eater. And I don't really know if that was a positive or a negative. You're the nutrition guy, but I think my, and I think you're nervous. So my stomach was like all jacked up when I left in the morning, of course, which I think that might've happened either way. I chose to go towards the back. Like I've never done a marathon before. I've done a couple halves, but they were a long ago. And I went towards the back and then you are at the beginning in this um, space where you're with kind of some walkers. So you're like trying to like 
maneuver your way through. Um, but it's such the hype of the moment. They had fireworks. I was all in. I'm a emotional girl. So I like cried like the first couple miles because I get like all into the feelings of it. Wow. Um, and the first 13, I was solid. Like I, I'm not a fast, super fast runner, but I'm all about not stopping and just like having a good pace and, um, and you kind of, and I don't know if you've done this when, when you've run, but I, you kind of track a couple people where you're like, okay, am I still with the person in turquoise? You know what I mean? Like you just have a couple. Oh yeah. They didn't have, they didn't have pacers. I would, I usually find the pacer that I want to stay okay, with. Okay. So I see why should we should have talked about this beforehand. I did. I did not do that. I mean, I just had a couple my eye on a couple people. Um, and it was for the children's hospital. So every mile they had, um, a child's picture. What, and it didn't say what they were in children's hospital for. See, that's not, that's not fit. No, I'm kidding. That's, I was like, that's <laughs> it was not like, It was like such an, I'm such an inspirational, motivational, whatever, that it was kind of like, okay, this, this mile is for this person. And at the end of the mile, the child was there giving high fives with like a big foam hand thing. And I, I tried to do like, I hit everyone's hand. There were a couple kids that were like in a wagon and their mom was doing it for them because they were like, it appeared they were really, really sick. But like that kind of gave you that umph too to keep going. I have to say at like mile 13, I was like, okay, I could get out now because there was a hat, like the half runners like turned left. And if you were running the full, you went straight. And I was like, I could go left and like finish solid and be able to say, I had a great run. It was fantastic. Like go get lunch, whatever. And I said to the volunteer, I'm trying to decide which way to go. And she's like, girl, you're not allowed to go this way. You're going straight. And I'm not I'm not letting you go this way. You're finishing. Um, and then I would say, and you can jump in whenever, but like around probably mile 17, my left knee started hurting. And I also think too, like mind-wise, like once it's hurting, like you can't, like you're just stuck in that because you're, you're running. You know what I mean? And so I was walking. I walk and ran a little. Like I'd run two and then walk a half a mile and then run two. And, um, there was a first aid station. I asked, she gave me a leave. She gave me some biofreeze. I think like probably around mile 18, I went to the, like, I stopped at the first aid station. I was like, my left knee is killing me. Um, she's like, we, uh, you can take Tylenol. And I was like, I already took a leave and I'm not a medicine taker either. People know this from greener grass, but I, I don't take medicine ever. And I'm like, okay. And then all of that kicked in at mile 20. And I was like, okay. So I ran the last six and, um, you said that it's about finishing. It, people always tell me this power of saying that you finished a marathon and that you ran a marathon. There is something in it because it is such mindset that it does give you this, um, just the ability to even say it because in the whole scheme of things, if, some, if someone had the whole video of me running, they were probably like, well, there she's walking, there she's whatever. Um, but it's the fact that I finished and I love the pictures coming across the finish because I'm like crying and my arms are up and I'm like, I think I'm going to get it printed and frame it. But it's the fact that I did it. Um, yeah. That's the... the yeah, there's mine. There's mine. I have a good, there's mine and it's on a book, but there's my, my New York city marathon one medals. Like right yeah, right I, have the, I have the picture right here in front of me. Yeah. By the way, that was, that was, that was in the bridge, the, the picture she's, you're holding up and thank you for that. That was literally not even, that was like the first hundred yards okay. on the Staten Island yeah. bridge. Okay. The, the rest of the pictures look like shit. <laughs> Listen, I love that. I love too, that there's kind of certain people like there was, a guy that like I would see him stretching and like I'd stretch and then I'd pass him and then he'd pass me. And there was, I, it was probably like five more miles and I was like, we're so close. And he was walking, but I like ran up beside oh. him. Every, I'm going to say a, a douchebag thing, but every time I would see someone walk, it was motivating for me to not stop. Now, again, I'm not, I wasn't fast by any means. Some moments were more of a definite, a jog, but every time I saw somebody walking, it was like, 
they stopped, they walked. That I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. You know what I mean? And and I have to. I'm a former athlete. You do ballet. I think that's very similar. It's competition. I I have to gamify things, right? So the more I would see people stop and walk, it was more fire in my whatever fortitude or whatever you want to call it. Every time I saw someone, especially toward the end, as I would see people go to stations, um, and um, I I I didn't even want it that the the, the med aid tents, I would even, I wouldn't even look at them. I wanted to pretend like they weren't there. Um, I, I was stopping to hydrate a lot. And I think that there was mile 18 or so I did do a, uh, just a, a pee break. Um, but that was like the break I gave myself. And, um, and, and that was like, that was like the best two minutes of my life, I think. Um, but, that, but then that, like I said, a lot of it was a jog and, um, it was crazy too. I want to ask you this of other people that you never met. I, one of the instances you talk about walking around mile 24, the, the really good runners, of course, they're like done. They got their medals and their jackets and everything. And they're kind of like walking, hanging around. A gentleman stopped and walked and was like, he looked, he looked horrible. I was like, I hope that guy's okay. Um, but another gentleman who had just finished walked up to him, showed him the medal. He's like, look, man, two more miles and you get this go. And it was like, oh, dude, they don't even know each other. And this dude just was helping that guy not stop, right? Were there any stories or did you see anything of triumph around you? New York, it was all yeah, that. No, I mean, I think the whole thing, there's so many moments of that. And there's also the, you know, I'm guessing like a father that lost his daughter and that information's on the back of his t-shirt and that's who he's running for. And then I can see that he's like, barely hanging on walking like you can tell and some of these and my dad and I were talking about this some of these people that are end up walking or look super in pain they look like major athletes now not every single person but you can tell that sometimes your body you can train and do all the things and you're putting your body through such a like <laughs> such the the hardcore whatever that they look like this person looks like they trained their ass off and they are struggling and so I definitely think all those moments that it's the guy that I kept passing and seeing and I, he was walking and I was like, listen, we are so close. We're doing this. Like you can finish this. And then we were like at the last mile and he was walking and I was like, let's run, let's run the last together. Like, I can't, he's like, I know that I can't. Um, and I ran cause I wanted to run the end, but he, and I, I saw him afterwards and walked up and I was like, I knew you could do it, whatever. But there's all, there's all those stories. And I even think, I remember this guy, he had to be like six, five. He was huge. He looked like he was like a basketball player or something. He could barely walk. I, it looked like his left foot. Like he was just like, and I was like, listen, pretty soon we're going to be able to have like beer, pizza. And you're like having this conversation when you're running by. And um, he's like, I want a dozen cookies. And I was like, a dozen cookies you can Yeah, you're specific on, yeah. 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 And even the nurse, I said that I had that Aleve and Tylenol. And it was the first time I took Aleve, I want to say it was probably mile like 18, 15, 15-ish maybe. And um, someone at the end, the last mile, like was like, Kelly clapping and she's like the Aleve worked you it worked and I was like did you give me a leave and she was like I was the nurse at the station and I was just like oh my gosh it did work because I was running again and I was just like oh that's what I love that those are the things that I love that she is a volunteer knew that my knee was killing me saw me running at the end like those are the things that I think even help anyone finish something like that. Yeah. yeah. You're, 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 again, you, you, regardless what sport you do or what, you know, when you do something like a marathon, a triathlon or something along those lines, you're, you're really, you are pushing your body to something that it's not used to doing a daily basis. No one, um, we've got some people, some runners in our community who run a lot. Um, but nobody runs, no bot, no, nobody that I know runs 26 miles a day. Nobody runs 13 miles a day. Um, so you're, you're putting your body through a lot. Um, but I think you also have to know your body a little bit. Um, you know, can like, I, I knew 
I knew for a week I'm going to be done, right? But that was also part of my kind of finishing. I was like, I don't know, I try not to sneeze. Sorry, guys. Um, I don't know if we talked about this, but like usually for me, my days, my days off from running for sure are usually like Christmas and one or two days here and there. I'll, I'll take off if there was like a major run or something very strenuous I did the day before, you know, things like, or if I don't feel well. Um, but like Christmas Day is my cheat day. One of the things that helped me really, really finish. I knew my legs were going to be jello. They were already starting to feel like jello. But I was like, all right, look, you get this done, man. You got a week off. And it's like the biggest excuse, like what better excuse than I just finished a marathon to take one week off. You know what I mean? And and that was big for me. And, and I don't know, did, did you, do you talk about the food? You talk about finishing. I'm kind of jumping around. Let me ask you this. My finish was a little anticlimactic in the sense that I got a medal and I was kind of like, is that it? Like, you know what I mean? Because you, the, the drama of before and during is like the best part. Totally Am I crazy? Right. Like at the end, I'm just like walking to my car. Like my my feet are killing me. Like I just I just wanted to come home. Like it it is the being in it. And funny, like I knew that my I knew that I was gonna be tore. Like my whole body was gonna be in pain. Oddly, when I did the half, the last half I did, I remember being freezing cold um, afterwards and having like the cold shakes and whatever. I didn't have that at all this time. I just was so sore and I didn't want to eat, which is so like as much as I talked about like, oh, I'm ready for a whole pizza I'm ready for whatever. Sure. Like I got home and everyone was like, what are you what are we eating? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm just like not ready. Like, I just need to chill for a while and take yeah. a that, that, that that's funny you say that because we were going to go to a restaurant in New York and I never forget how it was like by the time I was done and we were talking about like traffic and it was like Sunday night I was like our house is like a two-hour drive back I was like listen and my wife was like you sure you don't want to we're in New York you don't want to go to a nice restaurant sit down somewhere I was like look let's just get home let me I want to just you know kind of like put the seat back lay down in the car that the gas not gas the rest stop um, Whopper at a Burger King that was open at like eight o'clock at night on a Sunday night was like it that that was it it was like the best Whopper I've ever had in my life but you know what I mean but it was like yeah you're just so like you know it you you are kind of done and I think it's dr mentally draining I don't think I had the mental capacity to even want to go to a restaurant sit down hold conversation you know later on I think we did and we kind of celebrated it maybe like the next weekend yeah. or something like that but no that's yeah, awesome. Yeah I definitely took what a week off I mean I did say I went to ballet on that Wednesday so the run was on Sunday Wednesday I went to ballet but I really like took it easy and stretched and whatever and I didn't know but I had a blood blister on the bottom of my foot that I didn't know about during the run and then when I got home and took the shoot my shoes off I was like oh hello but like, that's all better. I'm moving again. All the things. That's where, that's, yeah, that's where I was like, I was, I'm very lucky when I did my first, I get nervous about stuff like that because every day I do my six, I've done half my training. The biggest I got to on my training was doing a half of a marathon. Um, but it was like, I was nervous on blisters. I, you hear stories of people's nails falling right. off, like chafing, like, things like, you know, like nipples bleeding, things like crazy things. And it's like, I got so knock on wood, I never had that even in my training or my long runs in my training. So I, I, I thank God every day that those kind of things didn't happen to me. But to that point, and you had mentioned switching a few things. One of the best advice I got was like, listen, I, I did carb up. That was one thing I knew having carbs and I have no problem having carbs. I'm, I'll do that all day. But one of the things I always been told was don't switch things up like the day of the race. You know what I mean? Like, don't, you know, my wife had, um, she had, uh, she got um, these running socks that were supposed to be softer, thinner, luckily, and I love her to death. But I was like, look, these are the socks I run in every day. I'm, I'm not, I'm not changing anything. You know what yeah. I mean? So that, that's, that, that was what I did. W did you change a lot? Did you keep a lot the same? No, I definitely kept everything the same. I did. I have to say when I went to the wellness fair and like, I was even emotional there because I was looking at all these major runners and I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to do this? Whatever. But I thought about getting a pair of socks there. Like my dad had been talking about, like I should be getting these special socks and I didn't, but I was afraid that if I did change anything up, that it would 
screw me up because I'm such a routine person. I do think that the whole carb, I, and listen, I also was nervous, like when you're nervous, but I was on the toilet all morning before I left. Now in the good sense, I feel like I was cleared out. I was ready to I got to the race, but I do think it's because I ate like spaghetti and I had bread and I don't, I just, I don't know. It also could have been because I was nervous, but it was the only thing that I really changed up. I did everything else. I did. I was sad because my AirPods died and yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm a huge music person and I had taken an extra little charger and I had the wrong effing cord. <laughs> Oh, so no. my, I couldn't charge my AirPods. And so that was terrible. So if you, you had a few hours of, or a, a lot of time of just listening to yourself it breathe. It was terrible. Now, I don't know. I'm sure New York City is completely different because it's so funny. You have so much energy from everyone from the outside, the first 20. <laughs> and then the, the, like, then there's a space where it starts to get like kind of quiet. And then the end of course is amazing. But is New York city just pumped up the whole time? Oh my God. I mean, New York city, my regret, I'll share this on the air. I don't think I've ever said this. My wife is the biggest law and order SVU fan, Stabler and Benson. Um, and the craziest thing was I'm running and yeah, from mile one to mile 26, the streets are just packed. New York City, it's almost like a public holiday of sorts, right? Like everyone and and the boroughs and the, the ritzy part, right? And the the, the 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 other boroughs that are just down down to earth, cooler people, right? Like all the people, it's, it's funny seeing like the different class of people, but all of them have one thing in common that day and they're all cheering for you and they don't even know you, right? Um, we get, I think it was mile 18 towards some of the really nice million dollar condo areas. I don't even know what street or borough that was in. I was so out of it. Um, Mariska Hargitay is like out there clapping and she looks at my shirt. She's like, 6 a.m. run. I love that shirt. She probably has no idea what 6amrun.com is. And um, my one regret I had in my mind, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. If I could change time just for my wife, because she was there giving me my nutrition breaks and God bless my wife. She was, she ended up, she tracked on her phone. She ended up walking 13 point some miles to get to all my stops to get me my stuff. My one regret is she was right there and she, it was like no guards, nothing. I literally could have just pulled out my phone and been like, Mariska, can I get a selfie for my wife or say something like, and I didn't do that. And she was like, literally like right there with me, um, that just for my wife. And then, but other, there was a few other like athletes, a couple of New York Giants players, like football, like it was, yeah. So no, I, I would, if I, I knew going in, that's why I wanted that to be my first. I'm so proud of you for, for doing yours. Um, but if you can, if, even if you've got to pay that it's you, you, you either can win the lottery and it's $250, which I was fortunate. That's the way it happened. Or it's $2,500. Cause you've got to donate to racing, running for kids or raise $2,500. If anyone ever wants to do a marathon and they know some people can raise $2,500 or win the lottery do. I mean, New York is, it's, uh, I, 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 I gotta say, you gotta do New York City once. I, LA, I know Carrie, you're in LA. I think I wanna do LA next. I know it's not one of the world majors, but for me, it's about places like, I like the scenery, you know, like I have something. My wife and I go to LA and Vegas, like um, we used to before the pandemic, almost once a year. Like I would definitely do LA, you know, PCH. I know where they run through, through LA, I you know, through Santa Monica. I, I would do LA in a heartbeat as well. I love that. I'm gonna talk to my dad. Maybe my dad and I could figure out the New York City together. We could both raise yeah. money. I mean, we love doing that, but I agree. Running is one of my favorite ways to see a city, even when I travel. Um, and it, even for Columbus being my hometown, it was amazing to do it in Columbus, to see all the different neighborhoods. We went through Ohio State campus. We went through the, around the stadium. Um, so I love that. I love that LA is on your list. And you have to let Carrie know when you head that way for to LA, she can come out and cheer for you with the bean. Um, and I'm going to definitely check because, you know, the day of, I was like, am I going to ever do this again? Like now I can say that I did it, but it's only been what, like a week and I'm already like, okay, I said, I, I said, I did it. I can do it. Now I want to do it. Again. Well, that's, 
That's why I think now the big thing, and I'm in the running world, so I don't know for people who are not in it every day. I mean, ultras are really taking off and hundred milers and you don't do it all at once. You might take a little break here and there. Um, David Goggins has done a bunch of ultras. Like, I think that's what it is, right? You're like, and, and we, and in my book, we talked to Rob Ridgway and he's a Delaware native and he's done a bunch of marathons, but it's like, it's that what's next. Right. And, and people go through that. They finish this and they're like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do something. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I'm not personally there. I, I am at the place I would do a second marathon for sure. I'm not at the place where I want to go more than 26.2 yet. But I, I get, I can totally see why ultras and half ultras are now like a thing because you're like, again, there is that anticlimactic of, okay, what's next? You know, I always say this in sports, we celebrate every year the champion so hard, but literally in six months, you forget. You know what I mean? You forget. Like, I know in my sport, basketball, I know who's always the champion. But if you told me, for example, who was the hockey champion of 2005, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I I know hockey is a major sport. I, I do follow some local teams. But, you know, and same thing in this. You were the champion. You finished the marathon. But now it's, it is definitely also like there there has to be in your mind of, okay, is, what's the next race? Is it, am I going to run, not professionally, but am I going to run in a race again? Am I going to just run for working out? What am I, what's my next move? Am I right? Totally. 100%. I, and I think that that's me in all things, like in the podcast in life and running. And I think, I think runners probably do have a drive where it is that keep going drive. And I think that I bring that into all aspects of life for sure. Well, and that's, 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 that's the way people should be. You know, I think kids today, you were, I don't want to go off tangent too much, but I, that's what I'm trying to get from my kids. And the most frustrating thing about having children, I feel like I had so many goals. My daughter's 15. Of course, I love my daughter to death. I'll do anything for her. But I don't know. I wonder sometimes because does at 15, I felt like now don't get me wrong. It changed. Right. I was corporate. I at 40, I found what I really love. Right. So changing is fine. But I do feel like at 15, I had more like I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, at 15, I, I wanted to be in the NBA. I wanted to or play professional soccer. Like if you talk to me as a 15 year old, I was telling you I'm going to be a pro athlete in some right. right now didn't happen. But at 15, like kids today, I don't know that they're like that. I don't think that they are. Well, I have to say my oldest is a getting his doctorate. I mean, he knew he was okay. going to be in pre-med, but he's kind of that kid um, where it was like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And, but I don't know if at 15, he was that way. You know, yeah, no. And and that's that's where I just wonder, like I said, you knew and I knew that's why I said if you put your mind to it, I knew you're gonna finish the marathon. Yeah. So and that's that's where I just want people to always say it's so much of just focusing on getting it done. And once you get it done, you'll see. Now again, if if you know things happen and, and pain, hurt, injury, um, you know, I I, I, I I can't just say that you have to just you can and you will. But I think a lot of it is mind over matter, you know, talking about walk breaks. I didn't even know if I would have known some of those tents had like Biofreeze and Advil. I might now I might think differently, like, man, I should have maybe stopped a few times myself. But I I viewed the tents as if you stop. So I'm this is bad. And, and I probably shouldn't say this like publicly, but I feel like if I went to the tent and if something was wrong, you know, doctors would be like, OK, you're done. I didn't want a doctor to tell me I can't run anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No, listen, I totally get that. And I think I even when I saw the last first aid tent, it was like pretty close to the end. It was like two more miles. And I was like, at this point, like if anyone stops here, like what 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 can you do for anyone that's at 24? You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, it's I mean, I think overall the mind over matter, the doing a little bit each day does add up and matter. And, um, the just finishing, like, those are like the three lessons and I guess community. Like, I do feel like there's this, this certain aspect of community within the runner's world 
and then even just outside of it people coming to watch and celebrate and even going through the neighborhoods i mean people had signs or like you know little setups with snacks or one one group had like all these different dixie cups of beers and they had like the beer behind what the dixie cups were oh, I, I didn't yeah. i didn't do what i have to say but they were like there's beer up here and no. i just thought it was so yeah, cute no. Yeah, there was. I, I, no, it's so funny you say that. There was a guy giving beer shots. He, he there was. There's always that guy, right? Yeah, New York. There was a guy doing that too. Uh, when we were going through Little Italy, there was a guy giving limoncello shots. Um, the only thing I stopped for, I had maybe a father of two girls myself. There was a young girl giving orange slices. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, she maybe she had to be under 10. I, mean, I hope her parents were around somewhere. This was a very young girl. But that was like the only girl I was like, yo, I'm going to take an orange slice from this girl. I was like, because no one was in front of me. And I was like, all right, I'm I'm, I'm going to take one from her. And, and it was probably the best orange slice I ever had in my life. But like, you know, to your point, those are the things about supporting. And I think like people do know, I mean, Marathon has such a stigma around it, right? Like, not everyone does a marathon. You've accomplished something huge. Thank you. It was so fun. I was, I, I'm so excited that I did it. And circle back to the very beginning. I, I mean, I do think I went into it in a different mindset because you were like, no, you can totally do this. Like if you've been running every day, you can do this. And I was kind of in the shutdown mode where like I haven't been doing what I should be doing. Um, and it turned my thinking around. No. And, and that's the best advice I got from a friend of mine, um, Susan, who, who I met through this company. She was a, a customer, um, one of our first customers, still a customer. And she's local. She's in Philly. And I met her at the Philadelphia Marathon. And I didn't run a marathon because this was prior to the pandemic. But I met I met with her in our we were doing an expo at the Philly Marathon. She goes, what do you do every day? I said, minimum three. I said, most days I can do five or six. She's like, and you do that every day. I said, yeah. She's like, so you would say you run over a hundred miles a month. I said, easily. She's like, okay, so one day of 26, you're not going to die. I was like, it just like, wait, like sometimes you need someone just to freaking simplify something. So, but no, that's awesome. I, I'm so sorry, Carrie. I know, I know you're, you're big on health though and big on all this stuff. Can, can you give us your two cents on everything? Well, I have to say I'm listening to you, Kelly, and I can relate to you being like, what's next? Because the pain is over. Like you forget, like you had four babies. You forget. <laughs> Like, Wait, back, back up to that. Can I, can I ask, I, I, my, my wife and, 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 and Layla's mom, w compare it to that. What's a, what was easier? <laughs> Listen, I don't know. That sounds so. If I told you, you have to go through one thing one more time, what would be the first choice? Oh, a marathon. I think, I mean, listen, a marathon, well, because you, I, I, I don't hate being, I, I mean, listen, I'm not, there's no way I'd ever be pregnant again, but I didn't hate being pregnant. I just feel like. I was going to say, my wife misses it. My wife misses having London inside of her. Like my wife misses being, she doesn't want another yeah. kid. But sometimes she misses having like holding London in her. I don't know if yeah, that makes listen, sense. I have a good friend and she loves the concept of being pregnant and nursing. Like she would give anything like it's like a joke. Like I'm like, there's a baby. Yeah. Like I bet you'd love to have attached that child to you. Like I am not that right. way. I know just too much of a movie, but I am not that way in the sense that I I loved, I, I liked being pregnant, but I would much rather do a marathon in the sense that it feels like accomplishing. That sounds terrible because having a baby is accomplishing something. So I don't mean it that way, but. Listen, having a baby takes. Don't talk to my mom. Uh, oh. <laughs> it takes so long. I would right, it's, always it have is. one day of pain. Do a conversation. We're having a conversation. We are. Yeah. She's like, I'm over this conversation, but that's. Um, no, no, I would, and I'm not even a runner, but I, I can really relate to like it, the pain is over. Like what's, what's next? Because you still want that, that feeling. Yeah. 
as as a dad and as a father, as as a husband, I'll just say I've 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 I personally, obviously, having two kids, seen it happen twice. I do, I I I applaud women. I I you know, and I'm I'm that girl dad and and all that stuff. I yeah I I I do, I. I'm so glad I'm, I'm a man. Like in that sense, I, I, I'm glad I don't have to, <laughs> to do all that. Yeah. No, listen, I think, but from a pain perspective, it's just totally two different. You, were you in pain at all when you ran or just jello? Yeah. So my, no, my knees. So this is where, this is where I did fail. So I don't, as I got, have gotten older, I do more bands and I do more lighter weights, more toning, okay. right? What I need to do next time is at least six months out, I got to do more squats and I got to build my knees up. Um, that is where, you know, you, your, your force on the knees, my knees were the worst and they, that's why I couldn't walk for a week. My knees were just done. Yeah. That's my left knee. Like my left knee is now, listen, I'm walking. I ran on the treadmill today. But I still think that it's around my knee that it like, maybe that's what I need. Do I, do I look, I'm asking for yeah. advice on the end of the, is that what I need to build up my. No, no I, 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 the one area that I didn't listen to advice and I kind of just said, all right, well, it's too late now. Um, and I don't have the time and, 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 and I don't, um, I, yeah, squatting, doing stuff for your knees with weights, um, and strengthening the knee. Um, and even now I probably should now that's kind of winter and I can kind of go back that that's kind of what I, I really, you need to strengthen the joints, uh, stretching. Um, I also am, am horrible. And, and, and I, I've, I had a trainer uh, on the podcast one time, stretching is the most boring. It takes the longest and it's the kind of hardest thing to do. So a lot of people don't like doing it. Um, but stretching is like ridiculously uber important before and after. For me, I just like to get up, run, get in the shower and get to work, right? So you think about like also time, part of also not doing weights, right? I love to run, I wanna do that every day. That's also my meditation, but I don't have time to go do weightlifting. You know what I mean? And if you, if I had time, I'd probably go play a pickup basketball game or something. You know what I mean? There's so. And Kelly, if, if you want to talk about that, it's navigating what you like to do too, right? I think you should, I think you should take health and then take what you like, right? If you want to be healthy and you like playing basketball, then go play pickup basketball. That'll be your healthy habit, right? If I like to run, it's my meditation. It's me by myself. Nobody, I, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. I, and I, I love my wife to death this morning. If she's listening to this and this is, I say this with love, I'm on the treadmill. It's really getting cold outside. I'm on the treadmill this morning. She comes down the basement to pull up some Halloween stuff. And I wanted her, to, it was annoying to me that she was down in the basement with me because that's my alone time, right? Like that's like, and I, and I didn't, I haven't, I didn't say this to her because I know she's got to get stuff done for the kids, but it was like, are you done yet? In my mind, I'm like, are you done yet? Are you done yet? Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Like, you know what I mean? So you have to find what you like and what's your thing and, and, and do that in a healthy way. Yeah. Listen, I think it's all about moving in general. And I even say that to my youngest who isn't like, he just isn't someone that's super sporty at his age. And I'm like, listen, I don't care if it's a bike ride or a walk around the block, yep. or you go to the playground with the neighbor, like whatever it is, it's about moving. And I think when you find something you love, then you want to do it opposed to forcing yourself to exercise or work out or run when it's something that seems like a task instead of something that fills you. Yeah. I had, I had a, I had a fellow parent in a good way, in a very positive way, come up to me and he was like, Layla trains every day. You don't give your daughter a day off. And I said, Layla trains every day for one hour a day. I said, when I was a kid, I didn't do that. I'm not going to lie to you, but guess what? I rode my bike for two hours a day. Did my parents say, Hami, today, don't ride your bike. You need a day off from pedaling that bike for two hours around the neighborhood. Yeah. That's for me. That's why I don't get me wrong. Now, if Layla says, Hey dad, I need a day off of basketball. I'm mentally exhausted. Okay. But don't tell me the kids should not do one hour of physical activity a day. I believe that they should. I believe that we grew up doing that. You know what I mean? No one said to us, don't go outside and play for today. You need a day off from playing. Right. And I think our lives were more that way than our, I think 
sharing with kids that they need to move for an hour a day. We were moving an hour a day because we were outside. We were, I think we were, we were just in general. That's how we walked. We got places, we, whatever we rode our bikes places. And I think that it's shifted a lot since then. Yeah. 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 So, so like I said, so I, I'm, I get where that parent was coming from and I think they maybe meant more basketball and mental hundred percent. You're, you're right on that. Um, but yeah, you know, look, Layla's good. One hour a day basketball or one hour a day exercise. And then 23 hours a day, she's on her phone. She's fine. Yeah, listen, and I love that Layla learns that from you because the consistency of doing it every single day is going to make her, you know, be the athlete that she ultimately wants to be. Well, but but not even that. I'll tell you right now, Layla's five foot nothing. She's, I'll say it. I joke with her. She's not going to be WNBA. It's about what you're going through. It's about a con- It's about starting something you say you want. You say you want to make high school varsity. You say you want to make a college team. Those are those are reachable goals, right? And then it's about working and earning. And then you realize later on in the workforce when she gets there, those will be attainable goals. Six a.m. runs not cool to her. I joke with her. You want to take over the company? She does not want any part yeah. of this. Um, but no, that's awesome. And did you talk to your? And we can kind of end on that. We're wrapping up. But did you? What did your kids say? Was was everyone proud of mommy? They what did your so family say? Proud. I mean, at one point, it was like in the last six. Emerson, I think she'll be a runner. Out of all of my four, uh-huh. she's 12, but she runs sometimes with me now. She is, she's quick. Like, I think she'll be a, a track girl. Um, but she came up and ran up behind me at like the 20 and grabbed the back of my hips and grabbed me and scared me. And so awesome. she was so in. I also should say, because this is so sweet, Emerson did this. All my kids were excited. They were all there at the end. Um, but Emerson, when I woke up in the morning, I went to get ready. And of course it was like five o'clock in the morning or something. And she had made little white notes and one said, good morning. And then I went to put my foot in my shoe and it said like, run like the wind and another little note that said, you can do this. And it, another, there was like notes in all of my stuff. Um, and I probably had like 15 little notes that said like, um, you've got this. I'll be proud of you no matter what. Keep running. Don't give up. They were, and I put wow. all of those little notes. I had like a little running fanny pack pouch. I put them all in there because delusionally, when I left in the morning, I was like, when I have a hard moment, I'm going to read one of these notes. Like I was so tired. Like I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't want to fish for the notes of my thing. But I woke up to all these little notes everywhere. And it was so sweet that she did that. And I think it's sweet that they, it's not all the time your kids are proud of you. I mean, listen, our mm-hmm. kids all love us, but it, my kids aren't shouting me from the rooftops all the time. And I felt like they were really excited to tell people. That, no, and, and that's what I think. I think as parents, it's funny. I I, I, I will say this. I, I never, I, the last person I remember trying to impress was my wife, right? When I was trying to court her, right? And now it's almost as if I'm trying to impress these kids. They're just unimpressive. Un, uh, you can't impress them almost. It's like, Layla, you know, I wrote a book. Cool. Like, okay, congrats. Yeah. Like, Layla, 6 a.m. run just hit X or like 6 a.m. runs in GNC. I, we got GNC. That's cool, Dad. Congrats. Like, it's like, they just, but what I'm realizing, and here's where I got it, and I, I, I'm 43. But what I have recently, so what I've started to do, because that I'm not gonna lie, that kind of yeah, hurts, yeah. right? But then I'm like, all right, but you know what? I was like, my dad, my dad bust. I like now I can look back on it, but when I was Layla's age, it was I never forget. I I I I, I and I'll, I'll share this kind of story on how parents and and where we're going with that. My dad, I never forget, and he's Persian, so that in their culture, this is different. He would drive me to school every morning and he would kiss me goodbye, yeah. right? And I never forget, we got to school one day and the kids getting off the bus saw that. It was the worst, it was like a day from hell after the kids yeah. saw that. And how right? old were you? So I would tell, yeah, so I would tell my dad, I said, listen, you got to, if you want to kiss me goodbye, you got to do it at the red light before we get to school. Yeah. You know, so. But I, then I, when I thought of that moment with me, I was like, I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm never not going to be dad. Like I could be Michael Jordan. I'm still her. I'm sure Michael Jordan's kids are like, eh, he's totally. all right. I totally agree with that. Um, and I think you're right. The older we get, the more we see the whole picture of our parents and 
their story right. and how they got where they were at and what they were doing for us at the, those time frames. Um, but yeah, yeah I told, how old were you when you had the worst day of your life when everyone saw you? Oh, there, there, there was there was two instances of things that my dad did that that molded me though. There was that, and I never forget the one thing my dad did that was the worst punishment. My dad spanked me too, by the way. But the worst punishment, and this is both they're both middle school instances. Um, that was middle school. So what was middle school? Uh, seventh or eighth grade, and then also the second, I got a bad report card. And he went to, we had Kmart at the time. I don't think Walmart was as big as it was. He got gray sweatpants and a gray sweatshirt. And he said, for one week, you have to wear the same thing to school every day. I was like, oh shit. It was the worst week of my life. Cause, cause everyone was like making fun of me saying you're poor. And you know what I mean? And it was like, he wanted to show me that everything I had, I didn't need. And you better believe I never got a bad report card after that. And that was, it's crazy. I, I tell my daughter that was, I would have, if you would have told me pick, t pick again, what you want, I would have said spank the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah. That is so, I love this. I love hearing this story. Yeah. But, but I always, she but I always. She has something to say. Oh. Go ahead. She says adult language. Oh, oh sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I am so bad. I'm bad. I'm bad. Um, I will. But, but what, what, what I always say, what I always say. I will stop. I will stop. But I, I, what I always tell my wife and 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 and, and Kelly, uh, Kelly, to your point, what I always tell my wife, I, I, I actually hope, knock on wood, I hope I'm alive long enough. I want to see Layla have children, because for me, and tell me if I'm wrong, Kelly, and and now Carrie, I know you have your baby there um, again, who's schooling me. Which I, but it's it's when you have your kid that you're like, oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you have your aha moments. Am I oh, right? Oh, 100%. I mean, um, just completely different outlook on all aspects, I think. Do you feel like that watching Layla play basketball is your outlook even on the sport that you loved your whole life different watching it through her? Yes and no. I, I, it's weird, right? Like I can't because I can't go play for her, right? And I've learned to really step back on that. Um, again, I just want her to pick something and it seems like it's been basketball, but my talks with her are always like, you can quit tomorrow, but you have to pick something that means a lot to you. Layla could come to me tonight and say, I want to quit basketball. But what I'm hoping is the second part of that sentence is I want to be a writer. I want to go to writing school. I want to be a director. I want to go to um, film film school. Right. I want to be a dancer. I want to go to dancing classes. The second part of I want to quit basketball has to be what is the next move? Why are you quitting? Not I don't feel like playing basketball anymore. If yeah, that makes sense. No, listen, you said earlier, like it is about what's the next move. I finished the marathon. What's my next move? But in life in general, like you having the next move is important and especially if you think you're pivoting or you're quitting something i don't know if i want to use the word and, 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 I, and i and and they need to know my youngest my, she's too young she's only six she's she you ask her right now she said i want to be TikTok famous i'm trying to get i'm not now I'm, I'm not that crazy of a parent but she needs to one day learn if that's what she wants charlie d'amelio has i'm sure a whiteboard of acts and things she's going to do and when she's going to post these are jobs these are nobody accidentally goes viral you know what i mean some of the most viral videos there was a thing I, i'll forward it to you guys the most viral videos were all done by marketing agencies yeah. planned prepped there's a purpose intention but these kids think I, I just gotta make one funny video and it's gonna like take off. And, and and that's where I think that's where the disconnect is. And I just want the kids to learn that hard work, your marathon is an example of that. That's why I'm so happy and proud of you. I know when I did it, nothing came, nothing comes easy. And it even today, it looks, let me, let me rephrase that. Technology has made the path easier, but it's still 26.2 miles to the finish line, if that makes sense. Totally, it does. It does. Oh, well, I'm so. I, 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 I and and Carrie again. I I want you to chime in. I I I know you're you're not. You didn't run the marathon, but I and but and this is ours is a running podcast. But we are everything. So anything you want to say to our crowd that, you know. No, I'm just impressed. I'm impressed. I'm proud of you, Kelly. And I'm not a runner, and I'm just like wow. 
wow, that was such a great accomplishment. And I give it to you guys. I do, you know, I'm an aerialist and I'm, I'm in a very different uh, sport, but I understand that obsessiveness around your sport because I am like, I'm, you can't really do something hard and not be slightly obsessed. So, um, I love that. And I, I can't believe you did it. And I want to see you do another one. And, uh, Hami, this is why we have three hosts for our podcast. Bean is the third co-host because she no is a dominant force. Well, my birthday No, your birthday was last week. The beginning when, you were, last week. when she was a baby, we, you, we could entertain her in a different way. Well, I put no. on my boob and then I would, we'd have quiet for 45 minutes. It'd be great. But not anymore. No. No, I listen. I think that again, I've I've said this to you guys before. I think we're 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 in a great place of like you know people, you know people are so much more understanding. People, everyone's multitasking. As people are listening to this, either while they're running, while they're driving somewhere, you know all that good stuff. I, uh, you know, I I put I, I was I was working on something, designing something, and I had a, a podcast going on in the background. You know what I mean? So no, it's 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 awesome. Um, I, I'm I'm I, I have you know I. I love talking to you guys. We can talk for hours. I know you're both times limited, so I'll, I'll let you go. Please, though, two things I always end. You guys have heard, I'm sure, mine before. Last words, anything, Kelly, Carrie, anything you want to say to anyone? Last words, and then please, anything either of you want to plug, definitely if you can give the website, we'll put that in the uh, notes uh, of the podcast. But if you guys can give out the websites, where people, how they can reach you, um, and then definitely we'll share everything on social. But last words and those two things, if you guys don't mind. Uh, I'll go first while she's being sweet. Um, Greener Grass Podcast. You can find us on the interwebs, uh, greenergrasspodcast.com. It's about ordinary ordinary, ordinary people living extraordinary lives. And then I've actually got another one. Hey, the Expecting Aerialist on Digitant Network. It's like this, but aerialists. It's the same. Yeah, it's like we're aerialists, and we just nerd out. That's awesome. Yeah. And what do I want to say? I want to just say thank you so. I'm. I just got the book. I want you to know. So I haven't read, but I was flipping through it today, and I'm actually super excited to read it. I'll probably post on Greener Grass. No, no. Do 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 me a favor, real quick on that. Do um send me. I, I know I should. I will cut this part out of this. Maybe send me um a message. I'll send you the audio version, oh, and you can listen to it on well, a run. I like to read though too. Look. Okay. Okay. And my glasses here. Right. Um. No. Listen. I I just am so excited and thankful that our. You know, it's weird how people come into your lives at certain moments, and um. I, I just am always astonished by that. And I had no idea that day when we interviewed you, it was kind of exciting, fun. We, we wanted to cross networks, you know, within the net, the Diginet network and you came on and I got off and I was like, Oh my gosh, okay. I'm doing this for real. And, um, so I think, you know, inspiring me, motivating me, even just what we talked about that day, the consistency. And I was like, okay, I have been consistent. This is something that I am ready for maybe in a different way. And so I appreciate that so much. And I have to, I, I messaged you on Instagram. I think that night it's all kind of delusional. Maybe it was the next morning, but I was like, I have to tell him I finished because no, I was, no, I was, I, I think I shared, I was like so hyped that you did let me know. And I, and I you know, it's, you people do need to have motivation people um now different times different things right like that you ha get your gary v's your people like that are they're needed right like it's it's people the reason those guys are have a huge following is because people need to hear that you know it'll be okay and and take that leap right so i think i think ours was mine was more obviously and and our paths are more aligned right so that's why it made sense and I, I like to keep mine more organic and not you know i'm not saying those guys are but you know i i, I love that it was it just it was the right timing of everything you know what i mean but i'm sorry go ahead i, I cut you no, off no i mean that's it i just i was excited that i finished you were the one of the people that i wanted to tell right away um, and it was because you got me in the right headspace to go and do it. So I'm excited and thankful that our paths crossed when they did. And now on to something next. And I'm going to tell you when I figure out what that is. 
do, do, do let us know. And then no, and guys, we got to definitely figure out other ways we can collab. I think we're our audiences are all the same. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for both of you. I've been now following you guys for a month or so. So I love seeing what you guys are up to and doing. Um, you're, you're, you know, you guys are kind of my, uh, you know, some of some people that are, are really, I'm, I'm really interested in, and supportive of, if that yeah. makes sense, some of the people you follow and see on, on, on social. So, you know, I'm excited for this one. And, and you guys kind of saw I was, uh, as you see, um, and not that all of our guests are super important to us. And we are thankful for you, thankful for every guest we have. Um, but I know that you guys and our audience are very aligned. And I, that's, I think you saw, that's why I was like, we got to, because I think our, knock on wood, our guest list for our podcast, I think is going right now through December. Yeah. <laughs> so I really was excited to get this one on, on, on the book. So thank you both so much. Well, thank you for having us. Thank you, Hami. Thank you, Hami. Right, <laughs> thank you. And uh, we'll put this up. We'll put all the websites up. Don't forget, guys. And everything, is as always, will be on 6amrun.com. All right, everyone. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Thank you, as always, for listening to the 6AM Run podcast. Again, I am your host, Mark Paisant. Please like and subscribe to the show so you don't miss any of this amazing content. If you can, we would love if you left us a review. Remember to follow us online and use hashtag 6AM Run to connect with the greatest group of runners and fitness enthusiasts in the world.